The Clubhouse Call-In with Burns and Gambo. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. A weekly visit with a Diamondbacks player and watching yesterday's game during the show and then after the show. Like this kind of had a feeling that today it was going to be Merrill Kelly. Six innings, five hits, one run allowed, no walks, three strikeouts, got his first win of the year. And joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line from the Arizona Diamondbacks, Merrill Kelly here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Merrill, welcome back to the program, man. How you doing today? I'm doing well, man. What's going on with you guys? Good to have you back on the uh, show, my friend. I appreciate it. Uh, two great starts in a row. Six no-hit innings against Milwaukee before you gave up that hit. Uh, and then yesterday, just a terrific outing. you got to feel really good after those first two outings to bounce back with the way you've pitched. Yeah, you know, still kind of getting the ebb and flow of the season. Uh, still super early on, obviously, those first couple games. Just get them out of the way. Um, coming back from kind of a weird buildup with the WBC. Um, but, yeah, feeling pretty good. Every, uh, you know, kind of putting one foot in front of the other. Every game's getting a little bit better and a little bit better. So I think we're moving in the right direction. Yeah, let's talk about that, the WBC, because, you know, representing your country, playing for Team USA, I mean, that was a big deal. You got to start the final game. Uh, how did it affect your, your ramp up to start with the D-backs when you're participating in games that have so much meaning? Yeah, I think it was more just kind of getting the pitches and getting the innings in that we normally do in spring training that I just kind of missed out on. Um, obviously, the WBC was an incredible experience. Uh, I wouldn't, you know, trade it for kind of anything in the world. Um, and if that means that I kind of had to, you know, go through the, the rest of the build-up process as we got kind of into the first couple games of the season, uh, then so be it. Uh, I think, you know, I think we'd be naive to think that. Um, you know, I was probably not as ready going into the season as I have in previous seasons just because of, like I said, kind of the up-downs and, and the amount of innings that we normally get. Um, but like I said, we're, we're moving in the right direction, and, you know, we're feeling pretty good so far. So I'm happy with where I'm at. There are, are pitchers in your position who have declined, uh, gracefully declined invitations to participate in the WBC. Would, would you, you, you would have no second thoughts if they asked you to do it again or if you were asked to advise pitchers or whether they were thinking about it? Would you advise them to do it despite some of the limitations that come with it? Yeah, I mean, I think I would probably encourage everybody to do it. Um, the experience was incredible. Uh, just those games are unlike any games I think I've really been, ever been a part of. The electricity, and you know, like it's different. I think it's kind of a different uh, aspect from the fans, right? It's not like you're just rooting for your your Diamondbacks or your you know Brewers or uh, Cardinals. You know, you're rooting for the whole country, and I think the the fact that the whole country's behind you, um, I think, makes those games just make a, a little bit more intense. Um, you know, everybody's got everything different going on in their own careers Um, you know people are at different stages at different parts people are still trying to get you know some security and then make sure that they're okay with you know getting through arbitration or getting through wherever they need to get to to get a contract um you know some people are have already gotten that and they they feel that their uh you know their loyalty and their responsibility falls with whatever team is, is giving them that contract and that trust on on being that guy for that team so all the reasons why people don't do it i completely understand um um, and don't blame anybody for not doing it. Um, I think if a lot of guys that uh, I think if a lot of guys that a lot of other people would have liked to have said yes, and I, a guy like me might not have been able to get that opportunity. Um, so I'm definitely blessed and grateful that I was able to you know experience it. But everybody's got their own stuff going on. But I would always encourage doing it because the experience was uh, you know once in a lifetime for me for sure. Merrill Kelly from the Diamondbacks, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show. D-backs in the St. Louis Cardinals game two of that series is coming up later this afternoon. In terms of getting ready for the season, I read some comments on AZ Central's website today from you after yesterday. 
yesterday's start. The pitch clock and, 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 and not having that at the WBC, uh, it, it apparently was a little bit of an issue for you last night and continues to be kind of a learning curve. How, are, how has that kind of factored in to you not having the normal spring training and certainly not having that time to get used to these new rules in place? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a learning curve for everybody. Um, I can sit here and try to make excuses that I didn't have it for spring training or whatnot. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I need to be more aware of, of my situation. And I think the game kind of just maybe fed up on me a little bit last night. Um, you know, I was thinking just throw the pitch before the clock ran out, not realizing that obviously there's somebody on base. I'm allowed to have, you know, two disengagements while that's going on. Um, so I saw the clock and, and kind of – got sped up like i said mm-hmm. um you know i'm happy that it's getting out of the way in the beginning of the year obviously rather than the later parts of the year um and i'm happy that it didn't kind of come back to, to bite us in the ass last night um but it's definitely got to be on me to kind of be more aware of my situation and realize that um even though even with the new rules um i understand the new rules and i need to just be kind of more aware of them in that in those settings in that situation yeah, I saw you talking to the ump after the uh, the balk was called in the sixth inning. What, what 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 did he say to you about that? Uh, I mean, he basically told me there was a couple different options. I could either you know try to roll through it and balk, which I did, um, or I could take the ball and let the clock run out, so that way the guy wouldn't have gotten uh, to move to advance. I would have just taken the ball instead of that. But like I said, in that moment, um, me forgetting that there's somebody on base, I can step off in that moment and reset the clock um, is ultimately what I should have done. All right, so that's a learning experience, I guess, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there's going to be multiple times throughout this season. I'm sure I'm not the only one who's, you know, kind of had some brain farts on on what the new rules are and what the clock is. I think the more we go along and everybody gets kind of a year under their belt, I think everything will smooth out. But I think until then, you're you're probably going to see. Uh, I would imagine you're probably going to see some blunders from not just me. I thought you were. I thought you had a great game yesterday. I thought the you know, the double play in the first inning. And, you know, you covering the bag. That was a big one. I mean, you had the one nothing lead. You don't want to give him anything there. I thought that was big. I thought the double play in the fifth too with uh, with Newt Bar. I thought that was a big play. But then the Arenado strikeout. I mean, after Contreras got the run in, you know, to come back and get Arenado right there. I mean, that's you know that's one of the toughest hitters in all of baseball. So you had to really bear down. You were coming to the end of your outing. That was a that was a huge pitch sequence for you to get him out yeah i was i was definitely happy he swung at that change up that's for sure um another guy on third base a chance for them to score another run um and like you said obviously nolan's reputation speaks for himself he's you know one of the best players one of the best third basemen maybe of all time um but yeah i was i was happy to get that i knew um I knew that I didn't want to get past him. I knew that if he got on base and something probably good happened for them as well, that it could kind of start getting out of control. Um, but you touched on the double plays. Obviously, the defense did a really, really good job last night. Um, there was a couple balls even hit really hard, and uh, our guys did a good job gobbling them up. Merrill Kelly, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show. You obviously have been around this organization and pitched this organization now for a number of years. Describe the the different vibe and the different energy and the different, you know, everything that's kind of around the team right now with the start that you're off to, with the infusion of the youth, with the way that they're playing. What's it what's it like going to work every day right now, Merrill? 
Yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun. I think we have a good mix of guys um, definitely going into this year and, and with just the get the ball that we've been playing so far. Um, I mean, I can honestly sit here and say that other than maybe 2019, you know, 2019 we had a really good team. We won, I think, 85 games that year. Um, but as far as that, this is definitely the best um, as far as top to bottom um, starters, relievers, um, you know, obviously position players. I think it's probably the best team that I've been on since I've been here. Um, but like you said, with the with the touch of youth that we have, it, it keeps things interesting, keeps everybody on their toes. And then, you know, we've got the guys on the other end that, uh, you know, the Evan Longoria's, the Andrew Chafins, the guys that have been around for, you know, quite a while now to kind of balance all that out. Um, but I think we have a, I think we have a really good baseball team, and I think we have a chance to win a lot of baseball games. From your perspective as a pitcher, looking at it from kind of the other side of the equation, when you have that much speed in the lineup, how, how much can that impact an opposing pitcher? How much can that get in the head of guys when they're on the mound or catchers when they're when they're knowing that's out there and that's something to be dealt with how much of a factor can that be yeah i mean just like we touched about last night with me you know kind of having that uh lapse of judgment as far as with runners on and the pitch clock going on um, even with quick guys on on the bases without the pitch clock it's it's a headache right um yeah you know, us as pitchers we've all had guys in our time that we just whatever we say that whatever we want to do is just don't let this guy get on first base because he's going to run um, and I think we have probably at least four or five options that uh, we all have they all have to honor for that so you throw the speed and, and the willingness to run and the, and the hunger to actually uh, you know, move up a base whenever they can, and then you sprinkle in you know the disengagement rule and the uh, the pitch clock. I think a lot of teams are going to have a pretty big headache facing us. You know, before opening day, I mean, every team believes that they have a shot, that they can do something special. Um, you guys are in a tough division. Teams have spent a lot of money, the Dodgers and the Padres. How much confidence did the success you had early, you know, early against those teams do for you guys to where you might be able to continue this all season long? Yeah, I think it did a lot. Um, I think everybody in the clubhouse definitely had an idea that we were going to be pretty good going into the season. But, you know, obviously until the lights turn on and, and you start knocking down, you know, numbers of games, you don't quite know what you got. Um, and the teams that we faced, obviously, those those two teams the, out, the, out of the gate with the two teams that we've probably had, not probably, the two teams that we've definitely had, you know, the most trouble with by far um, as far as the last three seasons ago. So I think to be able to, you know, go through those series and, and come out with a good amount of wins, I, I think it just kind of uh, cemented that, you know, we did think we were a good team, but I think that kind of just, I know it's really early and I know we've got a long way to go, but I think for us that just kind of showed everybody that, you know, we can compete in this division and I think we're going to be, you know, as good as we think we are. Merrill, congrats again on the performance last night. We appreciate the time, as always. I'm sure we'll talk to you again at some point during the season. Thanks again for your time this afternoon. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Merrill. Merrill Kelly joining us on the Arizona Sports Line here on the Burns and Gambo Show.